How's it hanging? Oh, you know, hanging hanging pretty good a little bit to the left today, but pretty good. A little to the left. What does that mean? Does that does that mean that you are like are feeling, you know, the need for wealth redistribution oh, or something? I just like chose a direction. <laughs> I didn't really think about it. I almost went like hanging a bit forward, but I was like, hanging, I don't know what that means. Hanging left just kind of felt right. Yeah, it just felt right. It felt like where I'm hanging. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I catch your drift, man. I'm, How are you hanging? I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Uh, I'm hanging oh, pretty well. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I actually spent some time yesterday evening cleaning out the stuff that's put in spots where I purposely put them so I don't have to clean them. Mm-hmm. So I have several boxes that used to contain electronic items that I kept mm. at the time in case I ever needed to return them or just do something with them, put them away, whatever. And it has proven that none of those uh, were of any use to me. So uh, they are now, well, I didn't officially clean them, but they're now out of where they were and put in a pile on the corner of my room to be recycled at some point. Excellent. So the that was progress. System. Yep. Uh, I got a couple new books today. It, so the the benefit of cleaning this out is that I also found a $25 Barnes & Noble gift card from Christmas last year. Oh my god! <laughs> I, mean, I found several gift cards, but most of them were used. That one was not. Um, so yeah, I got a couple books that I just picked up from Barnes and Noble today during my lunchtime. Uh, so my bookshelf is just feeling a little bit more full. So yeah, I'd say I'm doing pretty well. I've been on a real reading binge. It's been feeling good. Ooh. Bingey boy. Yeah. Well, I finished a book after taking like a month and a half or two months to finish a book that wasn't very long and was the final book in a series, but just right when I started it was right before I moved back here. And so actually taking the time to finish it never really happened until uh, last weekend. I finally was able to do it. And then I immediately started a new book and finished that one in a week, which felt really good. And then actually yesterday I read Animal Farm for the first time. Because I'd never read mm. it before. I'd only seen it. We watched like an animated version and an animated film of mm-hmm. it in like civics mm-hmm. class or something. Yeah, with like um, the pigs and stuff. Yeah, and I only like, I, I only vaguely remembered it. I, and I only remembered one line, which was some animals are more equal than others. Mm-hmm. And the thing in the book is that that's like the final part of the book. It's one of the last thing that's the things that's written. And I remember that being like a mm. big part of the movie, but I also don't remember the movie that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, I, I still got to read it without, like I, I knew the general plot, but I got to read it without like many actual spoilers about the process through which how things happened. Mm-hmm. And it's a very short book on my Kindle. It's 62 pages. So mm. I read that in one evening. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling very literate. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Balancing out the podcast for the week. <laughs> yep.
and now just another week, you know? Mm-hmm. Back to the grind. Oh, yeah. The grind, you know. Mortar and pestle. Just. <laughs> what? Why was that funny? I don't know. <laughs> it's how you grind stuff. That's one. It's definitely one way to grind stuff. I don't know. Back to the, like, awkward middle school dance where you're breaking the rules. I don't know. What else are we. <laughs> Do you think that you could. Not you specifically, but someone could make. <laughs> A slap chop that could replace a mortar and pestle. What's a slap chop? Is that the the whip at the end of Sleigh Ride? No, that's a whip. Oh, okay. What's <laughs> or, a slap or, chop? That's a slapstick, I think is what you're thinking of. Yeah. You've never seen a slap chop. This is a made for, you know, as seen on TV kind of product where you put your vegetables, often things like, you know, cloves of garlic in a little plastic oh. container and then you slap it and every time it slaps every time yeah. you push it down the blades rotate so that you get like a nice dicing mincing uh-huh. th- situation by just slapping and I wonder if obviously when you're grinding things in a mortar and pestle you aren't s- chopping them but mm-hmm. you kind of are you're pulverizing them and I'm wondering if we could um, you know, t- be inspired by the slap chop to come up with a much more fun and novel uh, chemical lab tool. Yo, a mortar and pestle is a kitchen tool too. Like, oh, I know, but I never. Like, I guess growing up, I'd never used one, and just the name mortar and pestle sounds very old-fashioned and/or very lab-centric. Yeah, very like alchemisty and like yes, pharmacist before we actually knew that drugs were like a thing that are you should be careful with. Exactly. You weren't just like being administered arbitrary <laughs> doses of things for funsies. Back when they were just like prescribing you magic mushrooms for funsies cuz like mm-hmm. you said you wanted something. Just a little nip of cocaine should fix your cold. Oh, yeah, your 12-year-old son has ADHD? Let's just give him some methamphetamine. <laughs> Whip him right up into shape. Mm-hmm. I was... So in the the book that I read last week, The Devil in the White City, which I told you about um, separately from the podcast, I think, mm-hmm. there was much made of a a cure for alcoholism based on giving people injections of a, a secret concoction, but there was definitely like gold inside of it. Mm. And so you'd go to some, basically a rehab clinic, and I think it was like twice daily, you'd go in and get a shot of what this stuff, and it was meant to cure your alcoholism. Hmm. And it was, uh, ba- it was, pro- it was the original placebo I would assume, where mm-hmm. people would go to this thing and then when they'd leave and someone would offer them a drink, it wasn't like they didn't want to. They would just say, oh, no, thank you. I've been to this doctor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think a, a slap pestle would be a, a real hit. <laughs> slap pestle? Would it be like, it's got to be one word. A slap pestle? Slap pestle? Hmm. I'm not sure. Pestle. I don't know. 
I feel like it would be a... Because, like, the slap chop, like, you don't have to hit it that many times to actually chop something pretty well. Mm-hmm. But, like, a mortar and pestle is different. <laughs> like, if you really trying to, like, do some do some stuff with it, like, you ain't just, like, slapping that thing five times. Like, you, you putting in some time on that-ish, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but wouldn't you want that time to be spent in a much more amusing fashion? I don't know. I like. I have to admit, I've only used a mortar and pestle like a very limited number of times in my life, and like, so it was like still very novel and fun for me. Hmm. Okay. Well, then here's what we maybe we need. We need to get um grip tape packages for your pestle. It's the pestle that's the thing that you're actually that the mortar or wait no I'm confused now which one's the bowl. I thought that was the mortar. Okay, that's what I was going for as well. Uh, let's confirm this. Okay. That wasn't the thing to Google. What did you Google? <laughs> I just Googled mortar, and it came up with a bunch of bomb stuff. But I found my answer. The mortar is, the is bowl. a bowl. Yep, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so we need pestle tape <laughs> for the handle to give you a nice uh, grip. That absorbs sweat much in the same way of like a tennis grip. Yeah. That's what we need. We need designer pestle grip and <laughs> skins, like D brand skins for the outside of the mortar. <laughs> Pestles. Pestle tape so sounds they, like so a weird can, phrase to me. Well, I mean, I, that doesn't mean that that's what it has to be, but that's the spirit of it. I think really the 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 skinning of the mortar is the more important part here. Uh, you know, there's Why? lots of there's all the like sort of uh, um, super gimmicky sayings on side of coffee mugs. Just replace mm-hmm. the word coffee and or mug with mortar. <laughs> I'm not awake until I've I'm until I've had my mortar here on my mortar. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll just humor you with this one. But, like, what if my mortar's, like, a pretty one and I don't want to cover it up? Uh, then that's fine. Then you get into the realm of designer mortars without the need for brands or skins. Okay. I mean, it's like one of the pretty glass ones. Yeah. If that's your aesthetic. Great. Right? Some people find aesthetic in just a just their phone as it is and some people like to put uh you know skins and cases on them we can we can develop like an otter box case for your mortar <laughs> to improve its grip oh my gosh we're in too deep we got to get out now mark <laughs> no okay if there was okay if there was ever a branding opportunity for this podcast that you would get behind i feel like it should be this one really yeah I feel like, like, you could, there are... You could rep these at work. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't use them that often at work. I've literally used it, like, once in a couple of years. So what? Then it's then it's even better as just, like, a little desk piece for you. Yeah. See, what I want is I want the old, like, mortars, the old, like, ceramic mortars and pestles that were made. One of the popular companies that made them was Coors. <laughs> okay. And I want one of those. Like, those are the ones that... Actually, those ones really suck. 
but it's just like <laughs> funny. Yeah. Does it turn blue when it gets cold? No. What a shame. Okay, what uh, other, uh, I feel like other things are much easier to brand than what other chemical lab equipment could we brand easily? Could we brand easily? Like, we could brand, like, beakers. We could get our no, own branded beakers. We could, yes, yes, that'd be good. What about, like, disposable plastic cups? Hmm. That's not a common lab equipment, but that's a common industry equipment. Sure. I don't know. That depends. Do we, uh, you know, you want to, you want to be careful about how you develop your brand. We can't start with disposable plastic cups because that's a, that's a weak starting point for a brand. Weak? Yeah. It's in people's face all the time. It's dispo, but it's disposable. It's forgettable. Oh, so we want something eternal, like diamond that's, rings. That's why the mortar and pestle is like good. Like there's a solid object. You don't want to replace it. You want it to, like, it's a, it's a strong thing for grinding down other objects. Mm-hmm. You know what, Mark? I we vote, have strength we, of character on this podcast. I vote, I vote we build our brand on stealing people's diamond rings <laughs> and using microscopes and engraving, diamond engraving tools to engrave our podcast into their diamond. I engrave our podcast. Do you mean our forever. podcast artwork or like a transcript of an episode or what? I mean like anything related to our podcast. Okay. I'm like I'm just like on the ground level here, Mark. We're we're not there yet. We don't know what we're engraving, but we are uh-huh. reminding people in their diamond, which is forever, uh-huh. I remind you. Um even though forever is a whatever. We're not gonna get into that one right now. Um, but yeah, that's, I think what we need to do. Okay. Diamonds. Support us on Patreon. And once you reach $500 in lifetime monies donated, we will send you a small 0.05 carat diamond of low quality and color engraved with something. Can we send them a CZ instead? (laughs) Who's going to check it? Actually, anyone who's donated that much money to us on Patreon will definitely check it. Mm-hmm. Hope one of us is writing down all these great ideas for wanting to make a Patreon. Is that like a? Th- we're not going through a game. I'm not used to having to have paper out. <laughs> um, is I'm it bad kidding. to write on paper with an Expo marker? Can I tell you what I actually want with like what I actually want from our logo? Okay. I want to get a custom mouse pad with our logo. Really? Mouse pads are square. The logo is square. It should be very simple to make. <laughs> okay. And my current mouse pad is just like a boring gray. Like my entire desk setup is like gray or black everything. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But you know, I like a little pop of color here and there. I have a pop of color with my iPad. My iPad's case is orange and mm-hmm. i like that and our lovely cotton candy logo i think would just give me like a nice little you know you don't look at your mouse pad that much but when you do it just it would just put a smile on my face you know Mm-hmm. no i can so, see that i'm gonna google i'm not gonna look at this actively but i'm no, actually committed no this is just so that i remember I, i'll have the tab open when we're done and then i can actually look but i'm okay. just gonna google custom mouse pad so that way I can look at it later. With that, I'm ready to move on if you are. Sure. I, I Actually, take like 
10 seconds, take a deep breath because I didn't do this on purpose on purpose, but I'm well aware of how hard this one's going to be for you. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'm ready to crash and burn. Are you ready to listen to me crash and burn, Mark? Uh-huh. Here we go. So we got the Lefty Bosco Picture Show by Keith DeQuit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're crashing and burning here tonight mark don't 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 stop my roll here <laughs> okay <laughs> so so we on this pit in this uh picture no uh comic not a picture it's a comic we got we got two chickens that that are uh very chickeny looking and they're watercolor and they're breaking the fourth wall because they're staring right down the barrel of the the soul of the viewer of the comic standing above them at twice the size is a sketchily drawn black and white. I guess it's dead because there's X's in its eyes. Like Doom Chicken. I don't know how else to describe this 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 sketch chicken. It almost looks like something from like some pop punk band album artwork or something. But it's it's standing above these other fourth wall breaking chickens, and I am super confused. And I'm really hoping that Mark's about to come in and save me and take us on a a magical journey this evening after we just crashed and burned. <laughs> I like I like the album artwork thing. If you just start clicking random on this uh comic, they're all just wild, completely different styles every single time. Also, drawings. Hmm. With no caption, like it literally just like is artwork as a, but for whatever reason posted on here as if it's a comic. What's a picture show? Which I, yeah, I know, but it just, it's just interesting. I think that it's just very weird, but I find it somewhat enjoyable. But in either case, I like the, the punk album thing. I think that's kind of funny because that does actually fit completely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about with you was eggs. Oh God! Wait, it, you did you read the comment? Is that why? What? No. Oh. <laughs> so eggs. Eggs. How you like your eggs, Mark? That's what I was going to ask you. Fried or fertilized? This is my comic. I like them crunchy with the shells. Okay, so I actually <laughs> this this just popped into my head. Are you aware of the subreddit unpopular opinion? Yeah, and they're never unpopular opinions. I feel except, like most of Except for the few times that they are, such as the person who said, I like putting a little bit of eggshell in my omelets. <laughs> <laughs> they really enjoy the crunch. Is that how they justified it? It was something to that effect. Uh, and the reason that really gets to me is because... A couple years ago, it was actually when I was moving here, and I stopped and saw my aunt and uncle in Spokane. We went to breakfast at some diner, and I ordered an omelet, and it sounded really good. And it was good until about three bites in, there was a crunch. And there was hmm. a little bit of eggshell in the omelet. And for over a year and a half after that, I couldn't, like, I would think I'm totally over this. Like, I'm thinking about ordering an omelet. I feel totally fine. At some local breakfast place in San Diego. And I'd go. I'd order my omelet. And I'd just stare at it. I'd make it like halfway through. And I was like. I just like can't. Because I just have this feeling. Mm. Of biting into the shell. Stuck in my head. As I try to eat this. 
Mm. I am actually finally over it because I've made a few just for myself and then eventually extend extended that out. But man, it was rough because I love getting omelets. They're I think the best bang for the buck kind of meal at a breakfast restaurant in terms of just like calories per dollar sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was real disappointing. So that's an unpopular opinion having eggshells with your eggs. Uh, but how do you like your eggs, Grant? Are you are you an egg kind of guy? I yeah, I eat a lot of eggs. I probably eat more eggs than I should. I didn't eat eggs for a while. Just because, like, I didn't think of it. And then I noticed how, like, affordable eggs were. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yo, why ain't I eating eggs, bruh? Because, like, I love eggs. They're great. Like, I started eating eggs a little bit. And, like, I would have... I would, like, just have eggs on hand for sure and have them every once in a while. But then I, like, started finding things that I like having eggs in. Or, like, things I like making with eggs. Um... And that has made it much more of a daily occurrence of like, yeah, I have a meal that it contains eggs likely within the day. Um, so I I like my eggs. How do I like my eggs the best? You know what? This is probably cheating, but I like my eggs the best, like fried rice style. So like where it's like fried quick in a wok and then mixed in with rice or like, or like, if you've got, like, I don't know, egg in, like, pad thai or something, or something like that, kind of that style, like, where it's mixed in with something, it's just like, it just disappears, kind of. I love that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't count, but... That totally counts. Yeah. It works. Like, it's a it's a way to have them. But, like, the problem is the meal isn't eggs at that point. It's something else. I grew up having a lot of sunny side up, which is good, and I like it. It's just, like, it's got to be a event, eating that egg. Mm-hmm. And most of my egg eating, the, egg eating these days is like a, I'm having a brunchy type meal before I got to zip out the door and go to work. And so like, I'm trying to eat some eggs that I can slam down my gullet and get out of there real quick, which I feel like sunny side up isn't that thing. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have a guess as to why you guys did sunny side up as opposed to like over easy? Okay, this is my other thing. I don't know what all these egg things are called. Okay. Uh, like, sunny what is side over up easy? is called sunny side up because you see the yolk. You never flip over the egg to cook yeah. the yolk directly. Yeah. Okay, over easy, there's like there's like uh, general rules of thumbs where like over easy would be like, okay, you're kind of making it sunny side up to start, right? Mm-hmm. You, you just crack the egg in the pan and then you flip it once maybe twice over easy just means both sides get cooked but the yolk is very runny Mm -hmm. and then you get over medium and over hard based on like the viscosity of the yolk when it's done Mm. essentially or how Mm -hmm. much of it gets cooked through so over medium is like okay you get like a little bit of cooked yolk and a little bit of runny yolk over hard just like that yolk is cooked yeah and it's just gonna be a slimy thing slimy if it's cooked it's not gonna be slimy well i mean it can be depends depends on where you go and how you order it Mm, Uh, some stepped on eggs but i I mean slimy in terms of like it's not good like a a crumbly yolk necessarily okay like you can cook a yolk so that's not runny but not just like a crumbly mess Mm -hmm. but yeah so that's what like the over whatever it means like it's a fried egg you flip it on both sides and then just you keep flipping it or cooking it longer and longer to keep cooking the yolk Mm-hmm. And then sunny side up is 
you never flip it. You often, at least when I make them, you know, you throw a little water around the egg and put a lid on top so that you actually cook the top without, you know, flipping it. Mm-hmm. And then poached, I I believe poached is when you yeah, I know crack poached. it directly into boiling water, mm-hmm. which I've never actually tried myself. So we did sunny side up only when making eggs benedict for my mom on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. That was our sort of tradition. And my dad would always make them. And any other times we had eggs for breakfast, they were almost always fried over easy type of eggs. Very mm-hmm. occasionally scrambled. And then I, I mean, I like making lots of different kinds of eggs, so I would make myself omelets or, or scrambled eggs if the omelet failed, which is often. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, but still, my same question. Do you have like any any thinking behind why you grew up with Sunny Side Up? Like why your parents chose that versus something just like a normal fried egg? Is it just like their preference or whatever? Yeah, I think it's just like how my dad liked having eggs he liked having like yolks you could dip like toast into mm-hmm. um yeah i would always so you'd take one slice of toast and you'd cut it in half so one half you'd cut it in half vertically this is important vertically and then so one half you would use to dip yolk dipping and you got to sop up all the runny yolk with that one and then the second one you trim around the yolk to get all the white off you eat the white and then you take that yolk, put it on the other half, cut that half in half, so now you got quarters, and you make a little mini sandwich. Hmm. That's quite the process. It's it's very critical. You will not enjoy your breakfast unless you do it like that. Hmm. Intriguing. Yeah, I think I think it's just because that's how my dad liked them and how he liked to do it. I don't know. Hmm. I think that's just how he like got used to making it. But as sure. I've branched off on my own, I've experimented with different things. You've experimented? Yes, I've experimented. Do you want to know my most like horrible single guy meal that I ever make that yeah. I still like just love because it's egg based? Oh God, no! I I can tell you about this, and I can tell <laughs> listeners about this. It's fine. Just don't judge me, please, listeners. Um, so it's you take two eggs and you fry them. I guess kind of over hard. Um, toast two pieces of bread. You throw down some hot sauce or like sriracha or something like that on one slice you pop a slice of extra sharp cheddar on top of that right as the eggs come out of the pan you pop that straight on top of the cheese so it starts melting then you throw a sauerkraut on top of that and then the top slice of bread and it's freaking delicious huh that's a process yeah but it's a process that takes literally like five minutes and you got a full okay not a full healthy meal but like you got you got some food mm-hmm. you know mm. <laughs> uh, i feel like sauerkraut and eggs and cheese is like a horrific combination but it tastes so good i will take your word for it <laughs> hey listeners if you really think that i'm a horrible person for consistently consuming this meal or this snack, or whatever it is, email us and roast the heck out of me at Mark ComicalStartupGmail.com? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a wild combination. I, I tend to be much more traditional in my egg <laughs> consumption habits. 
I like a couple fried eggs. Sometimes I do them sunny side up. Sometimes I'll scramble them or make an omelet. Typically with like a slice of Canadian bacon to throw in the mm-hmm. mix. And some sort of vegetables. And then a slice of toast if I'm feeling fancy because I don't have a toaster. So it's actually kind of a process to make toast. <laughs> mm, yeah. It sounds kind of like the same thing as mine, except like my vegetables are just more specific than yours. Like mine are just sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. That's a vegetable. I mean, I have no issue with breakfast sandwiches in general. I, I do enjoy a breakfast sandwich. Just that one sounds... <laughs> but I, I wouldn't want to add sauerkraut to it. That just doesn't sound like the way I want to start off my mouth for the day. I'm going to be honest. The first time I did it, I was like, this is horrible, but like I just made sauerkraut and I want to see what it tastes like. Uh huh. But then I was like, this actually kind of works because it helps to cut like the creaminess and like richness of an egg. And like, Whatever I love you say, man. Cheese on egg, and it like that even just like further pushes the flavor profile to like creaminess and like richness or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know, I think it's just perfect, it's just wonderful. It's one of those things that if I had social media, I would love to like make it and like tag Gordon Ramsay in it and just like pray that he sees it and like totally roasts it because I think that'd be fun. Alternatively, you could uh, tweet it at Guy Fieri, and you'd probably love it. He probably would, maybe. I don't know. He's a great person, despite all the crap he gets on the internet. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich kind of guy. And maybe if I'm feeling healthy, I'll put some spinach on it if I'm making it at home. Mm -hmm. But I am perfectly content with just bacon, egg, cheese, Put it on toast, put it on a bagel, put it on a croissant, some sort of bready item like that, English muffin, and I am good to go. Mm-hmm. Nah, I agree with that. I would prefer that over my sandwich, to be <laughs> honest. It's just like, I don't keep all those ingredients on hand, I have all the other ones on hand. You just listed the ingredients here, just adding hot sauce and sauerkraut. Yeah, but I don't have bacon on hand. Okay, fine. I When I say, I, I say bacon as the basic preference, but it could be... Just about any meat that is, like, cooked and hot. See, yeah, that is something that I don't just, like, keep on hand, so... I could also just live with an egg and cheese one if that's all I had. Uh, nah, you gotta get that sauerkraut in there. <laughs> God. Oh, and it's gotta be homemade, too. Homemade sauerkraut. Well, that's, the that's good definitely good. never gonna be tried by me. <laughs> oh, just wait till you finally come visit me. I suppose that is true. I was going to say, wait until you send me a gallon bag in the mail of sauerkraut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nah. (laughs) Nah, I'll just, I'll just like empty all of the food from my place whenever you come to visit me. And the only things left will be bread, egg, cheese, sriracha, and sauerkraut. But I think what I just established is that I would just forego the sriracha and sauerkraut and be content with the bread, egg, and cheese. Okay, I will bake a homemade loaf of bread that contains (laughs) sriracha and sauerkraut. Yeah, I'm sure that would go well. Speaking of baking, I just wanted to quickly ask, do you like quiche? Mmm, yes. Okay. Well, when you mm-hmm. think of quiche, do you have do you have a distinction in your mind between a quiche and just an egg bake? <laughs> yeah, but it's real dumb and arbitrary. <laughs> Go for it. Mine might be as well. I don't actually know the true answer. I just know that my parents always call it quiche. 
I feel like every time that I've had quiche, it's been in a circular pan. Okay, that's a way more arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> and egg bake always seems to be in like a 9 by 13, like a okay. some sort of rectangular pan. I know there's like actually probably a distinction, but... <laughs> so in my mind, what I feel like is true, but it could just be... I could have it the wrong way around. My parents always call it quiche, and a defining factor is that there is always a crust, typically made of hash browns. Mm. And an egg bake is just an egg bake. It's a bunch of eggs that you bake with some filling, but there's no crust part to it. It's just the egg. I thought egg bakes had like a biscuity type crust, like a... I don't know. Oh, gosh. Let's Let's find out. They're the same thing. This is like hot dish and casserole. Quiche, while also egg-based, is baked in a crust in a pie pan. So you were right about the circular part, and maybe I'm wrong that we use hash browns. Maybe that's just like my my wishful thinking that it but would that be hash browns. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. A hash yeah, we brown make crust. It, yeah, oh. we've almost definitely made it before. Um, with hash browns, I feel like, but I could be wrong because we do make it in a rectangular pan typically. Mm-hmm. So, but it seems like quiche specifically is meant to be using a pastry crust. And an egg bake is probably just a super generic phrase that could mean anything. Mm-hmm. Eggs <laughs> that have been baked. Yeah. <laughs> a souffle omelet is a kind of egg bake, probably. <laughs> but actually, though, souffle omelets at OPH, oh my god. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah? Yes. Way too much food, but so, so, so good. That's when you know it's good when there's way too much food, but you still love it. But you get, it's like a four egg baked omelet. So it's like two inches thick when it comes out <laughs> and like a 10 inch diameter. Mm-hmm. And you get that plus a side of pancakes. Mm-hmm. So tempted to go there at some point. The one near me has outdoor seating. Mm. All right. Well, since you did not contribute much to the end of that, let's move on. <laughs> what? I, you just, I'm just saying, you said like, mm-hmm, and just was, was quiet. I was thinking uh, about food. I'm still hungry, okay? That's fair. I am, too. I, I got to Trader Joe's uh, before <gasps> this. Ooh. Made some made some pretty good decisions, made some bad decisions. Yo, did you get orange chicken? Uh, no, because I wanted to, but then there was <sighs> some guy standing <gasps> in front of the orange chicken collecting like bags of all the frozen stuff there. So I had to move, uh, I didn't feel like waiting, so I just moved a couple over and got some chow mein and beef and broccoli. Oh, mistakes. I never leave there without three bags. No, it's fine, because actually what I what annoys me about the orange chicken a little bit is that I have to just, like, slowly partition out the sauce. Mm. Like, it's just, like, a little, it's just a little annoying, and also, it doesn't cook great in a pan, and my oven sucks. Mm. So, the chow mein and beef and broccoli are much more pan-friendly. Which mm-hmm. I enjoy. I guess that fits. Yeah. yeah. You want to know a fun fact about Trader Joe's? Sure. Nah, we'll just move on. Let's just move on. I'll tell you the fun fact later. Oh, wow. What a tease. Join our Patreon if you want to hear the fun fact about Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, we'll post it on our <laughs> Patreon. Grant has brought Luann by Greg Evans. And we have... That's, I don't think that's Luann on the bed. I could be wrong. In either case, we have a couple of 
I assume teenage girls, one's sitting on a bed, one is sitting leaning up against the bed, and there is also a very small dog um, lying on the bed. The girl on the bed has a piece of paper in her hand and a some sort of writing implement, and she is saying, you know what, Bernice, New Year's resolutions are dumb. I mean, what's the point? To improve every year until you're perfect or something? And she leans back the paper now, uh, not in her hand, at least not visible, and she says, I think I'd rather just accept how I am and enjoy the life I have. And in this frame, we, we zoom out before we were focused on the bed. Now we see the landscape of the bedroom uh, in entire disarray, clothes off hangers, uh, pieces of food and books and all the and all sorts of items strewn about the floor and bernice responds yeah besides how could you possibly improve on all this (laughs) classic mark pity laugh (laughs) oh geez that one's even more terrifying mark going crazy laugh i don't know So I was looking through comics, trying to find one for this week, and this one kind of sparked my eye, or caught my eye, sparked my imagination. One of the two, for sure. So like sparking Um, your eye would hurt. It it does, I can confirm. Uh, I feel like it's focusing kind of on, like, improvements to your life, and it got me thinking about kind of small improvements that I've made to my life recently. Uh, One that actually just happened this weekend was I finally got annoyed enough that I went and I purchased a small whiteboard that is magnetic that can attach to my fridge to keep a grocery list on because Mm. I always keep a very bad grocery list in my head until I decide to write it down because I know I have so many things to write down and then I write down three things and notice I don't remember any of the rest of them but I know there were like 10 more I see and so in just the few days that I've had it, it has already proved to be invaluable because its list is growing rapidly. And so I'm not going to be forgetting things that I like noticed that I needed. So that's all recent small improvement to my life. So I was wondering, Mark, do you have any small improvements that you've made to your life that you'd like to share that maybe could inspire improvements to my life or those of our listeners? Well, I uh, already mentioned this one to you when we talked off mic. But I recently purchased a desk lamp that clamps onto the side of my desk. Mm-hmm. It has variable brightness and color, you know, like a white cold uh, color and then a warmer yellower color. And you can adjust the brightness between two brightness levels on each of those. And the main reason I wanted this is it was actually just for video calls because my current lighting setup in my bedroom is that I have a lamp in the corner behind Mm -hmm. me over my right shoulder and that's the only illumination in the entire room except for my monitor because there's no like built-in overhead lighting and then the only other thing i get is any light that happens to come in through my window and so with the light behind me i'm typically very washed out on many meetings like my face is kind of in shadows Mm -hmm. and it's just not like great and so uh, i i knew that i wanted just some way to illuminate myself other than my monitor. And I finally got this lamp. And so either in the mornings, it's good for, you know, I can leave the big lamp off, use just the window in this lamp, 
And even later in the day, if I want to have uh, the other lamp on, the big lamp on, I can still turn on this desk lamp and it still does a good job of illuminating my face. So that's actually been very nice. And it's also nice to just like have another light. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I can turn it on and it just adds an extra little dimension to my room. Yeah. That makes staring at my desk a little more exciting. <laughs> so yeah, it was just like, it was a, just a nice little improvement. And I think that yeah. it's just, it's, it's a nice simple thing because it clamps to my desk and uh, I, I kind of like that. I have several things clamped to my desk right now and I like that way of things not having to just like sit and being able to wobble and whatever mm-hmm. so yeah i think as time moves on this lamp will prove to continue to be useful for me nice and then the other the only other thing which actually hasn't come yet <clears throat> but will arrive tomorrow is i finally got a new power strip surge protector thing Oh my gosh, I've been because, thinking about getting one myself. Yeah, because my current one, it's it's a single strip where, you know, kind of the old-fashioned ones where it's all single plugs aligned vertically. Mm-hmm. So the instant you get any plug that is not just a normal-sized plug, if it has any uh, AC adapter part to it, or, or I forget the term, but basically anything that makes it bulky, yeah, it any brick. cuts off anything. And like even like my Google Home one, it totally could just be a normal plug. There's no reason, but instead it's like this circular plug that makes it that just barely blocks off the use of other ones. Mm-hmm. So I can't maximize this, and when I got this lamp, I had to unplug some things from my current power strip because I couldn't fit the lamp plug on. So the new one that ah. I'm getting is double wide and the plugs face outward. So you can get the big power adapters that go along the length of the plug without it ideally blocking off others, unless it's super wide, but that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, that's perfect. So you can get all those beefy boys in there. Exactly. So that'll be the next thing. And and I think when I actually get around to, I might wait till the weekend to actually put it in so that I can do a a bit of rearranging of the various cables and cords that I have everywhere, because it's kind of a... A rat's nest right now. Mm-hmm. But, oh, cord yeah. organization. That's another good one. Yeah. I feel inspired or sparked in my eye or whatever. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I look forward to hearing about your future betterment. Yes. I, I look forward to sharing it. Bye, babe. <laughs>